hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. There's some. Oh, are we already going? Yeah. Whoops. I actually really want to edit this out. Can we start over? Nope. <laughs> delete it. Let's start over. Okay. Hoes in this house. Wow, okay, wait. So Stop. Third time's a charm, baby. Yeah. This is the third start. Yeah. Sipping on um, lotus tea mm. with one ice cube in it. Mmm, that really is like the cherry in, in an old fashioned. So, this week we're gonna start the episode by discussing really embarrassing things that have happened to us in the past week. Not embarrassing, I don't wanna Just say Just really disgustingly emotional. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> information that we've Thing. had to parse yeah and, we've had to divulge yeah. and, and and understand within ourselves so for me it was that um i told um someone that uh that you know I, that i had a history of like a a history of and for me i'm a very self-conscious person about um worrying that um things might be how do I say this? This is even embarrassing for me to say. <laughs> I'm very embarrassed about how things might be cons like that. I might that might that I'm a very um, I think I'm very in touch with my emotions as a person. So mm -hmm. I have in the past made the mistake of constructing emotional realities, and Whoa. felt very very <laughs> very embarrassed when it turns out that this was not just as, my perspective yeah, not as vivid as you think exactly but you know been. then it, it as i've grown elder i have realized that actually everything is perspective and performance and this whole world is artifice so it doesn't really matter if someone else's version of events don't exactly confirm mine does that make sense that makes sense That's so really i was a bit nervous that this had happened again because i still have some leftover shame that i haven't fully <laughs> delved into with my therapist and so um i talked to someone and i was like i like you know expressed my version of things and they didn't necessarily negate my version mm -hmm. but it wasn't exactly the response i wanted yeah. and in that i realized that i didn't really know what response i wanted so mm -hmm. it opened up a, a can of worms <laughs> and that was my moment of the week megan now it's fish for food those worms that came out of the can oh my god yes fish yeah. for food food for fish food for fish food for yeah the wow. worms are now food for fish the fish of the piranhas <laughs> of my mind <laughs> my own piranhas oh, my eating emotional. my own emotion my emotional piranhas well i and this is real juicy okay. i um recently had a difficult conversation with some someone i went on a date with uh -huh. from tinder uh-huh um she did that i did do that i went on a tinder date and come <laughs> here excommunicated uh and sent to france um and my version of the events is that perhaps no one's been as forthcoming with their emotions for me as this person has right and so i realized that this was something i didn't want in my life in the in in the present time so i you know had to have the difficult conversation of saying to the person thanks but no thanks, thanks but no thanks another can of worms for the emotional piranhas yeah for him <laughs> well both 
of these emotional piranha moments are actually yeah. my own site. <laughs> you, I never went on a date. <laughs> You've been pranked? What's the word for it? Punked. You've been punked. Just to clarify, dear listeners, both these stories are mine. <laughs> Um, just, yeah, I'm in a very monogamous relationship. She loves her man. Nothing happens to me. I have nothing to say, uh-huh. nothing to do. Oh, except make Ayurvedic juice, but not anymore. But not anymore. Why did you quit? Because uh, I'm starting a new job tomorrow. Where? Um, I'm doing research assistance for... The Water Woman? For the Water Woman, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, that's so interesting. Go Megan's taste. working at the School of Public Policy for a scholar in water studies. Yeah. In Singapore, right? And I Yeah, in Singapore. I also interviewed for a job as a bartender. Oh my god. Today. Bars are open? I've always wanted to like learn how to properly make Exactly. Drinks. I'll be the belle of the ball, you know? Yeah. Furthermore, here's some here's some drops. Okay, so the person, it was very strange for me to feel like I, I felt like I was throwing away an opportunity. Yet at the same time, I really knew that I don't want anyone else mm-hmm. in my life because I don't want to make new friends with people. Like I'm very tired of that right now. Like I don't mm-hmm. really feel like socializing with new people. Just the same people that I've met before. I don't know why. This is the first time in my life where I've fully just been like, no. Like, new people are coming into my life, and I'm just like... You're at capacity. No, I am at capacity, you know. The venue's too small. (laughs) Yeah, there's too... This little garage does not need any Big Mac trucks. Like, (laughs) stay out of this little... This little garage has many trucks um, in it. Little? Like the little garage of my soul, my uh-huh. heart, my and has the big night trucks of my friends are packed in, squeezed in tight there. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about a WAP, but um, <laughs> yeah. And then <clears throat> I guess I follow enough horny little gays in Singapore on Twitter because guess whom I discovered today on Twitter? I don't know, Mister person who had a crush on not crush had feelings oh, right. for me okay my man's has an only fans <gasps> that's a perfect segue into talking about only fans yes that is a perfect segue um to talk about um, i thought we were doing the discourse another I know, episode but that is, is that would be a perfect episode? that would be a perfect segue but yeah a wise man doing? once told me that you know being in touch with your emotions is better than not being in it because a lack of clarity does not create possibilities. Clarity does. A lack of clarity only allows you to invent possibilities in your wow, head. Who was this guy? It was you! <laughs> um, finally, I, I just wanted to say that I have actually come up with a response to some of our um, listeners oh? who, who said that there was too much fluff in the podcast. That we that it took too long for us to get to the real deal. What's the real deal? And to We're you, the real deal. I have to say deal. you need to get checked out because I think you have attention deficit disorder. <laughs> because, or or maybe the more likely, the more probable outcome is that you are simply not a podcast person. Mm-hmm. Because podcast people can sit through hours of of nothingness. Yeah. These people are just too demanding of attention honestly like not demanding of attention their attention span is way too weak it's they're weak small-minded individuals if you can't get past seven minutes of us talking about nothing name names um 
Miss Anya Chen uh, and Miss Alexandra Tan. Uh, two people I very badly want to impress. <laughs> well, you know, they heard us talking about big cocks and they said, I'm signing off. Good night. They just don't like big cocks and that's fine. Oh, so they're with you on that one. <laughs> no, they don't like Oh, them. no, they're against you. <laughs> yeah. Two on one. Wow, I can take them. Any- <laughs> the innuendo. The innuendo. <laughs> To those listeners, we're glad You're we lost right you. right now. I'm totally fluffing. <laughs> we're glad we lost those listeners. We are. Because if you're still here now on our fourth episode, that means that you're a podcast person. And you're a true friend. We, you are a true friend. Yeah. Thank you to all my true friends. Shout out to all my true friends, wherever you may come from. Exactly. That covers it. And now we don't have to do any more <laughs> shout outs ever again. I'll miss you, shout outs. Shout out to shout outs. From shout out. Speaking of a lack of attention... Yesterday I was watching the social media. I mean, the social network. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god. First of all, that movie is so damn good. Like, Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a movie that you can stand. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Thousands of rewatches. Yeah, yeah, you can rewatch again and again and again. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking good. And, you know, it has that classic Aaron Sorkin, like, mm-hmm. I'm an intellectual white asshole dialogue. Um, my type <laughs> definitely and yeah. like if you want more of that check out the tv show the newsroom three seasons of pure high class pseudo intellectual bullshit masquerading as art it's so fucking good olivia wilde is in it allison pill mm. dev patel <gasps> emily mortimer emily mortimer my pink panther french <laughs> beret wearing queen and Jeff Daniels, so good. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's such a good show. You will be in Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda's in it. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. Everyone should watch the newsroom. Yeah. And New York City based. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. I just want a penned skyline, <laughs> Central Park, a square. Yes, that's all I Be careful, don't wander into the brambles. Don't go into the ramble. Don't go into the ramble. If you're in the meadow, stay in the meadow. Don't (laughs) go into the ramble, metaphorically or not, unless you want to cruise for gay sex. (laughs) Which it used to, that's where it is, but not anymore. That's where they got the the idea for Riverdale. What? Oh, do you, have you seen, do you have, okay, have you ever watched Riverdale, the TV show? Like one episode. Okay, well, like they have this... This is how, you know, the oh, CW like tries to tackle. Type thing. Yeah, they like go for runs in I think Fox Forest or something and like the the very gay white male character in Riverdale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They got him to They they got him to cruise in the middle of Fox Forest at night and oh, then I should watch this on YouTube. Yeah, and then Betty and Veronica or what? whoever are like, Don't do that, that's so oh, bad. Like oh. kinda like, you know That's very classic actually. Yeah. A lot of my friends have been like yeah, Upon exactly. hearing about the way that, yeah. um, you know, gay queer men or gay hookup like, culture, they're like, what the hell? Like, like, shut up. It's like, expand your mind, Betty and Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> Betty and Veronica's in my and life. Okay, but actually I was thinking about this, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is progressing naturally. But, um, oh my God, there's so much I have to discuss. Okay, so yeah. Um... Betty and Veronica's of my life. I think that actually, I I think there was like internalized shame about sex in my my mind for a long time mm-hmm. because of how other people would react to it, right? But also this summer, I kind of, before I, I used to be so weirded out by it, but then I started thinking about like how interesting and specific it is to gay men's needs mm-hmm. and what they 
want and crave and have and of course like it it makes it so understandable why um sexual freedom is such a key tenant of gay liberation Mm -hmm. and because for all these men they were told that that was so disgusting and awful and terrible Mm -hmm. and but then i was also wondering like why though like why do we do this specific thing like why do we hook up in the forest or in bathrooms or what is this like like what is that you know yeah and so i thought about it and i think like actually that like being told that it was disgusting it's sort of like we are reclaiming things that have been shameful for us but also Mm -hmm. i think that existing on the very edges of society for so long has forced you to create those spaces wherein you can be safe and Mm -hmm. explore sexual things right and you know for straight people who are like can do it in their homes and their beds and you know don't have to worry about possibly overbearing parents i mean maybe you have conservative parents but like the super uber conservative ones who are like homophobic as well yeah like straight people don't have to worry about that whereas like so then when you express kind of like your like shock or surprise about the promiscuity of gay men it's like well you just don't understand because your world and my world is not the same (laughs) yeah shut up betty (laughs) betty cooper but also it was very interesting for me because recently i also you know i feel like a lot of it was also normalized Mm-hmm. And so recently I've been doing the interesting unpacking of being like, well, hold on. Um, so of all that I feel towards hookup culture or and grinder and cruising and whatnot, like what is my genuine own truthful opinion? What is shame derived from the way other people react to it or have reacted to wit when I tell them? And what is... Um, derived from just what do I accept as normal because that was what I grew up into in terms of a gay community like Mm -hmm. grinder culture was so common is so commonplace that you don't really get much pushback against it um in the mainstream I don't think like I think it's like accepted as like a fun wild thing within gay circles like it's like yeah also I think people use a lot of humor to maybe disguise the fact that it's not really great for them and but that humor can so easily be read as something that's completely natural and normal that we don't have to worry about so I've been doing that unpacking and I think I came to some realizations this summer actually that like it was okay for me to like not buy into that Mm -hmm. vigorous promiscuity because just like I didn't have to do that because I realized that it was not the healthiest thing for me Mm. but then you know there's also that notion of like well what what constructs what construes healthy and who is construing what is commonly accepted as emotionally healthy or not mm-hmm. like who how do we decide what is healthy or not yeah yeah all to say that did you know that there is cruising going on in singapore i would love to hear more <laughs> in macrishi reservoir <gasps> that's one of the most beautiful reservoirs that's the number one spot and if all goes well, I will go on a field trip this week oh, and man. report back. But I'm not going to have sex. Maybe, but I don't plan on. I just plan on scouting and seeing how it goes. I'm very curious about it. Yeah. Do tell. Would you like to come with? I was going to say, like, sign me up. But Do you want to like, record an episode? While cruising. While, while the cruiser really, is recording. There's no way we look like a... We won't pass off as, like, a cute little couple going around. I think we will. You think so? I mean, I don't think people... I don't think the gays will see a woman and be like, I'm into that. No, no, no. I mean, like, if if we're trying to cruise and they see, like, a a woman and a a little boy. 
a little is that what I am to you? <laughs> a little girl and a little boy is walking around arms linked singing well, show tunes. Do they think we're a couple? Well, why would that matter though? I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You said you weren't looking for. Yeah, we just. I want to see the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Me and maybe too. for I'm a few I'm just a tourist in your up. city. <laughs> we can split up. Oh, you're gonna leave me in a reservoir at night. Mm-hmm. You can wear a baseball cap, and your hair like tucked underneath a baseball yeah. cap, and maybe you'll pass as like a cute little, um, edgy like scene twink or something. Yeah, with huge tits. Yeah. See <laughs> a twink with huge tits. And. Only for 10 minutes, and then we'll regroup. Mm-hmm. You can even stand in the light, so you're not scared. You can, you know? Yeah. But And so we can see, uh, maybe, let's see whether this happens or not. Definitely not. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. You're going to tell a woman to go to the reservoir at night? That's not what I, that's not, <laughs> that's not what I meant. But, um, yeah, so McGorgy Reservoir. We'll report back next week. We'll see how it is. Very real life episode of Riverdale. Very real. But what was the CW trying to tackle? Oh, yeah. Well, and then Casey Cott. Casey Scott. You know, his brother is also... Corey Cott is on Broadway. Yeah, 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 yeah. He... I meant the guy on Broadway. Back to talking about the T word. (laughs) Sorry. Let's smooth right past that. That's the B word. The T word is all in... It's B word in... B word in T word. It's B word by proxy. (laughs) It's the T word by proxy. Um, and then he's like, hey, you know, you got your Archie and your Jughead, like, oh, he, you know, things are different for said. us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was I like, am, I, am I was him. like, yeah, that's, they tackled that, I think. I mean, sure, like, oh, wow. I don't know. It's I don't know. Riverdale and no one could ever respect that. But I think props to them for trying. I don't know. I Definitely. But fun like, to try even out. though I said that monologue, I gave that monologue of, your world and my world is different. Yeah. I still hate myself and other people for <laughs> saying that. So I contain multitudes essentially. Mm. Um I yeah. mean let's let's unpack this. Like my world, your world, I mean, true, yeah. but also it feels very I feel like there are alternatives to this that don't that aren't so like Mine is a struggle that you will never understand. But it kind of is true though, like women and gay men like i mean i think like women feel like they have so much like they under they i think they overestimate how much they understand how you know their i don't know perception in society is different from a from a gay man's you know i think they truly overestimate like how similar you know they are and that because they feel so bonded in like whatever you know discrimination they may face from a day-to-day basis like I feel like they intrude on the on the conversation in a very, you know, it's not a very tactful way. Like all the, you know, the Bettys and Veronicas in your life saying, what? You can't do that. It's like, uh, have you considered that, you know? Yeah, I think the conversation should be more like, well, I mean, how does it make you feel? Yeah. Instead of like this very judgmental reaction. Like, I, yeah. But I think that sh- one of shock is an interesting reaction and everyone should really be investigating why Mm -hmm. that is so shocking to them like what what their conceptions of sex are that make it so shocking to hear about you know very intense promiscuity such as that is very rampant yeah in the woods (laughs) in the world but you know also in the gay community in the woods in the woods yeah specifically in the woods yeah so yes um 
Yeah. I, Megan, I feel they like have, this is such a mess. No, like, they have, okay, like, women have all this talk about wanting to be cottage core and all that, and then when they hear about gay gay men hooking up in the woods, they're like, what? You can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you wanted to be, you wanted this, you wanted cottage core. <laughs> I'm giving you cottage core. My head throbs. My heart throbs. This feels chaotic. Fluff. Did we not plan enough? Are you unhappy? With I the don't think I'm unhappy, on? I just, I worry that we're very all over i feel like we made some cogent points i I worry that we're not track like it's not that we can't it's like the listeners can't follow along are we cutting this out yes on to tiktok so tiktok tiktok the the bane of our existence or how have you been on it yeah i'm on it me too very often i think i love it i really do but i want to take Umbridge, which is a phrase that I've been using very frequently recently. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why, but it's just so fun to say I'm taking umbrage with this. But I take umbrage with how blatantly um, self-obsessed TikTokers make people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think we can agree that like people, like hot people are lovely and numerous, <laughs> but hot people who know they are mm. hot make me wretch <laughs> name names i can't i don't know their tiktok usernames but uh. you know like for example let me give you some examples you can watch tiktoks and the the posing the smizing the mm-hmm. the very apparent sort of look at me the i don't know whether it's empowering or but for me it just rings as so weirdly robotic Mm-hmm. And, like, so um, kind of single-minded in a way that it's, like, I am attractive and I want your attention because and solely because I am attractive. Just doesn't sit right with me. I don't mm. know. What do you think? Uh, I think that, you know, the TikTok gaze, as I think of it, is, like, very... Um, it's oriented towards making children in particular, like adolescents and, you know, young adults or what have you, like, you know, become cognizant of their own outer appearance, like even earlier than, you know, Instagram has because of all the, you know, like dance challenges, like a lot of it involved, like throwing it back and showing your ass and your, your tits and whatever, you know? And it's like, it's, it's become so easy for like, older predators to like just have such a like a very Mm -hmm. collective platform to like Mm -hmm. view um young girls and boys Mm -hmm. i guess like in a certain you know the whole look at me gaze and i think it begs to question you know is tiktok for the youth or is it for the old heads? well it's definitely not a safe space yes but you know I, and you're right fun, it does bring up a lot of body things and mm-hmm. and appearance things yeah. but I also know that I feel like it has been really empowering for some of my friends uh-huh. but I worry that like that that, that that there really is a bad false equivalence between likes and comments and like genuine affirmation mm-hmm. and self-confidence like building your confidence on likes and comments I don't know. I just 
I, I don't know. There's just something, like, I really don't like. Like, I mean, you know, we can all appreciate hot people of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. But when things get a bit too obvious, like, when they know a bit too much, it's like, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't like that. I don't, because it seems so... It's very repulsive behavior, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I'm not quite sure why. Like, I just think that it's so... Mm, I don't know, like, very egotistical, I suppose. Like, very self-absorbed self-obsessed i don't know like you know yeah i mean like tiktok really like blew up um i think i'm not really sure if this is true but like i think tiktok blew up even more like during quarantine because uh you know everyone's like in their houses and they have nothing to do except be like confront themselves and you know this access to like instagram or youtube or you know tiktok has given them such a it's like it's really magnified like your sense of self-worth because you're even more alone than usual Mm -hmm. so you turn to these you know tiktok Mm -hmm. do your silly little dance Mm -hmm. um with your beauty filters and you're like just like glimmering shining um additional things you're right that tiktok really like um has you know increased everyone's like own self-importance i think but in very material ways like i think for the most part it's the thing that gets me i think is that it's also manufactured it's all so manufactured and it's obviously manufactured which makes it even worse like being manufactured but not obvious is already sad because it's inauthentic but like like it's so clear that they are so they are working to with a formula. They are working mm-hmm. with an understanding of what makes them hot. And it's like everyone is like... I think it's crossed the threshold where it's like... It's not self-confidence anymore. It's just gloating. Yeah. I think it's just gloating at this point. Mm-hmm. Because uh, people are just so obvious with their clamoring for attention. But maybe in, in a way, like, isn't that good to be very open and honest with your intentions and what you want rather than hiding it but i i guess i I don't like the intentions at all Mm -hmm. even though i understand where they're coming from i think also that tiktok increases and concentrates those feelings of like inadequacy and feeling the need to like gain um attention from people online as a form of like making yourself feel better Mm -hmm. and i'm glad at least that it's out in the open but i'm worried i'm like are people seeing what I'm seeing? Mm-hmm. You know, like it is out in the open, but are people seeing what I'm seeing, or is everyone just like, "This is cool, this is fine, this is empowering"? I think TikTok is the most pronounced form of social media since like the in- the conception of social media. Like, kind of taking it back to the social network, what you know, the the film kind of portrayed isn't that far off from what TikTok is doing. It's just evolved to a point where it's so glaringly obvious that it's all about like throwing it back showing your ass mm-hmm. like you know increasing your sex appeal mm-hmm. like because as my friend Shah said facebook emerged and social media really as an extension emerged from the seed of the idea of some college dweebs yeah. who wanted to rank women against each mm-hmm. other yeah so facebook is misogynistic yeah. Social, all social media is all social. All social media, like in my humble opinion, is is like the TikTok gaze, whether it be the Instagram or you know 
Facebook, it's always been about, like, from, mm-hmm. you know, like, the male gaze, like, mm-hmm. the straight male gaze. And, you know... And I am guilty of, you know, posting thirst traps, laying it out for the honeys, <laughs> metaphorically, in, in, in attempts to yeah. feel better about myself, you know? But I also, at the same time, I, I hate social media, even though I use it so much. I can't wait until, like, I'm no longer in the army, so I don't need something to, like, stop reminding me how awful life is and how better, Mm -hmm. you know? And how, like, because social media is great for connecting with people and and keeping in touch with friends and seeing beautiful things that make you happy and laugh. Like hot people. Yeah, like, (laughs) okay, no. But but I also totally advocate for, like, everyone making their Instagram feeds ugly again. Mm -hmm. Like, no more filtering, no more constant photos of you, like random snapshots of your day that you love like that's what I really want to see I want to see that from people like their little like their walks I really love old people on Instagram I love boomers on Instagram like I follow mm. all of them like my cat hashtag cats of Instagram like the food that I made I love those Instagrams and I really respect people but who do it like that but I think what I need and want is I'm so ready to like escape to a commune and throw my phone into the ocean and then obviously fish it back out because that's not good for the ocean, but like <laughs> decimated with salt yeah. water and then like peace out of social media forever. And I hope, I really pray, as I live and breathe, I hope that I live to see the tide turn against social media. Yeah, like I was, I was thinking like, is there going to be a heat death of social media? Because like the way, whoa, that's, that's beautiful. Um, like the way it's been is that you know, TikTok is the epitome of preening and posing on social media. And after this, is there going to be another big thing that blows up after that? I hope not. Yeah, I really hope not. Watching how fast things progress Mm -hmm. from 2010 Facebook to TikTok in 2020, you know, things are expanding at an exponential rate. And I think that hopefully I'm around by the time I'm 40 or something, it's like, there's like a really big counterculture that's like, you know what? Social media is fucking toxic. Yeah. And either we found a way, please God, let us find a way to use it without being so toxic. Or there is a growing movement of living analog again. Or like abandoning it completely. I could see that happening. Like the, like the total implosion of social media after after a certain amount of time. Ah, please, please, let's yeah. go analog again. I would love that. But the problem is, in going analog, it's it's so... It's infiltrated everyone, social media, that it's so hard to go analog. For yeah. example, when I was at Pearson and I wanted to stop using my phone, um, I would ask my mom to call me on the landline and she just straight up refused. She was like, I could just call you for free on WhatsApp or on Facebook Messenger, like... What are you doing? And I was like, I don't want to use my phone, mama. Mm -hmm. I want to be off of my phone, this toxic little rectangular box of doom and hell. And like, because when you're in such a tight knit community, you realize how debilitating social media is to trying to build vulnerability Mm -hmm. within that community. Interesting. Yeah. And I was very anti phone, but now that, you know, my friends are all over the world, I don't have much of a choice. Yeah. I still, I'm just like, you know what image flashed in my head? I can't believe that I saw the nudes of someone who I said I didn't want to see again after the first date, just randomly scrolling through my Twitter today. <laughs> this is what I mean. Social media is toxic. Right. 
no but i mean good for them like i'm i'm all for like the empowerment of of them like i think that's iconic so my final story this has been a very me centric <laughs> episode i just don't have a lot of things really going on or i don't really think i'm kind of a zombie you're such a good thinker though i i mean like the things that i really do think about like i really i don't need to really talk about it on the pod on the pod yeah it's just way too private oh okay maybe well i, I mean, guess like, i'm just a very public person yeah i i'd say i'm very public i mean like i'm decently public but i'm learning how to like control it i guess because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like you know i want to i don't know why why do you want to control it Ugh, it's just i don't know i post so much on my finsta mm-hmm. i'm trying to control that mm. i used to post a, i also used to I had a hot moment on my close friend story like it was it was popping for the last like five months of last year and then i realized that while it was beautiful it also meant that people were not like people did respond and i felt great but it was never meaningful responses it was like one lines or like i would post like paragraphs of thought and people would like share their opinion but it very rarely led to like an actual conversation yeah and so i realized that you know i would rather have fewer much fewer interactions with people but have them be more purposeful and meaningful in that mm-hmm. i really wanted to talk to them so i would reach out or send them things or you know that kind of stuff yeah. and also i think i felt at i think at at one point like it became very daunting to feel so perceived all the time and so seen yeah and i got very um i felt very silly because i'm i was so violently anti-social media that i felt, I felt very silly for like using it to such an extent in that time after i had been so against it for so long mm-hmm. so i felt morally conflicted i suppose with my main instagram it's like i know what i'm doing i'm posting traps because i want attention from time to time and i want to re- remind the world <laughs> it's me but then with my finsta it's like who am i trying to force a connection with like i know who sees this stuff like and it's like i think in my head like if i post a certain combination of things it's like i want to foster some kind of connection with some type of person in mind but it's like i shouldn't do that by that Mm-hmm. channel you there know? are other ways there, there are, are other ways other to ways. reinforce connection yeah. i think yeah. for me personally mm. not to shame those who overly post because it's like i'm i think it's fun but i think it's fun as well yeah i, I just had to reevaluate my intentions like right. when i over post or right. overshare what i'm listening to or doing or now that i'm thinking whatever. about this i'm thinking about like what i was trying to do with my close friend story and stuff and i think you know we i feel like i think of social media as something that doesn't take up much of my day but actually if you look at the screen time if you look at the receipts it takes up a lot of my day you know and in that time that i spend scrolling or chatting or whatever i could be writing letters i could be properly thinking about the people that i want to keep in touch with in my life and and how i want to be keeping in touch with them you know and be so much more intentional with that so i think i'm realizing now that i i should stop using social media again but it's like so addictive because the it's 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 engineered to be addictive it's crafted for you to scroll endlessly and to keep on returning back to it you know as a phantom kind of finger movement tapping to your apps and opening mm-hmm. what you want to see and even just the algorithm you know i'm talking about like ugly instagram feeds like the algorithm does not feed that 
the algorithm feeds and allows for thirst traps because those are the things that get the most likes Mm -hmm. because everyone's horny everything in the world is sex except for sex it's power wow everything in the world is sex except for sex because sex is power yeah i love that is that you no it's oscar wilde I think. oh my <laughs> i think it's oscar wilde and also janelle Mune. i was so hoping it was I know. you i wish it was me i wish it was you too but i genuinely do think the world is i mean i agree with him on all accounts yeah. i love that i really do yeah Shit, there's so much thinking left to do. I'm so happy. So happy I'm alive, <laughs> so I keep on thinking about all these uh, things. How good it is to be alive. I know. Here's your reminder, folks at home. <laughs> it's great to be alive. Mm-hmm. It truly is. This isn't for myself, it's for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanted to end this episode with a quick little ditty about my sergeant, who, while I was on my night shift, mm-hmm. kept on trying to, like, trip me up into admitting that I was a queer <laughs> Oh. Yeah. I mean, I think he did it very... He did it in a very strange way, but, like, I was like, not today, Satan. I am, like, full defenses up. I'm not not unveiling everything, anything. Because uh-huh. he kept on being... Like, he kept on asking about girls, right? And it's almost funny to me the different ways that I respond to different people who ask me about mm-hmm. girls. Sometimes, like, I pretend I'm a virgin. Sometimes I'm like, like, oh, I pretend I'm, like, uptight and don't... I'm not into that. Or, or I, like, loose. make up random stories <laughs> or substitute men with women that, you know, for that I've experienced and then just tell that story, you know? Yeah. But um, it's so weird, like, to, like, be, I guess, closeted again after not being closeted mm-hmm. for so long, first of all. And second of all, he would, like, so we watched this Korean drama called It's Okay Not To Be Okay. Yeah. Um, the first sure. episode. Are you familiar <laughs> with yeah, this? Yeah, I'm familiar are with this. Are you a viewer? Unfortunately. Um, I mean, I've seen seen bits and pieces very it's a very strange show but you know that nurse the male nurse i don't care for korean dramas a male nurse is actually referred to as a merce (laughs) just like a male purse yeah merce first (laughs) merce first i made a comment about that merce's brother and he was like oh you only care about the boys are you trying to tell me something (laughs) and i was like oop (laughs) <laughs> oh. I was just talking about his autistic brother Like I don't understand <laughs> He had autism? Yeah the brother had autism Like yeah. what did you say? Like that guy is I was just so like no it's I, like, Okay so it was like An <laughs> ugly Like a not an ugly But an old elderly crippled man on screen And I said something about like Oh like that guy's so scary or something And then he was like Oh you only talk, talk about the guy And I was like I'm talking about like an elderly 90 year old man He had autism who had no, no this guy did. the oh. brother of the hot character had autism this guy was just a like a walk-on guest role i'm guessing <laughs> and he, i was just like um i'm literally just commenting on the action what the hell and then like everything i said was so i felt was so like then i started mm-hmm. my brain was working at overdrive at 5 a.m this yeah. all took place at 5 a.m by the way because i was on a night shift i had been awake since two and my brain was working on overdrive tr- like trying to avoid possible um, traps to fall into yeah. in terms of logic. It was Hate very, traps. very <laughs> scary. I was like, no, I can't say that because then he might say this and then da, 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 da. so it was, it was a lot. So to end this today's episode, I want to just end with an anecdote from my Instagram close friends. So I posted a, a, a photo of my father. We went for dinner on Wednesday night. He got very drunk. I think he was sad because he has had another attack of gout recently. And he said, and I posted on my Instagram, because my dad like spouts lots of 
things that are very funny. But I took a photo of him, and I captioned it on a date, kind of nervous, mm-hmm. which is the meme format, you mm-hmm. know, the Snapchat meme format. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. Everyone. And people replied to me saying, "Wait, really? With him? Yeah. Your dad? My dad." <laughs> Did they not know it was your dad? They did not know it was okay. my fucking dad. And then I was kind of like, who who do these people think I am? <laughs> who do they think I am? Fucking my dad. <laughs> hey, we've all we've all thought about fucking your dad. I, I was gonna ho- I was hoping you were gonna say we've all thought about fucking our dads. Your I have dad. not thought about fucking my yeah, any not. dad. My dad. Not know. that's not true, not any dad. Who? Other dads, Who's but dad? not my dad. Who's not da- not dads names. that I know. Not Name dads names. that I know. But with older men, I think yeah. I'm kind of blasé. When Pete Davidson becomes a father, <laughs> I want a fucking dad. 